Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of the Fierce Calling podcast. I'm your host, Doris Swift. This podcast is about a community of women who are taking action where our passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. We're using our gifts to impact the world for Christ, and I hope this podcast inspires other women to use their gifts to impact the world. In this episode, Poetry in Motion, Hope for Hurting Hearts, I'm talking with my friend, Anne Peterson. She's a gifted poet, author, and speaker. She shares her story and recites her beautiful poetry for us. Her tagline on her website is, life is hard, I write words to make it softer. And I certainly can attest to that. She is definitely a gifted writer, poet, and speaker. Hear the powerful words that the Lord has put on her heart to share, to bring comfort and hope to hearts who are hurting. Listen in while I have a chat with Ann Peterson. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today, I'm excited to invite my friend, Ann Peterson. She is a Christian poet, a speaker, and published author of 15 books and umpteen numerous articles. She has written for Christianity Today, Today's Christian Women. She also is a regular contributor to Crosswalk, and her writing is beautiful and uplifting, and I'm just looking forward to hearing what she has to share with us today. Welcome to the podcast, Anne. Oh, thanks so much for the invitation, Doris. Thank you. And I've known you for quite some time through the Tribe Writers Writing Community and been blessed to even get to know your family through all of that. And your children are so talented. It's just a blessing to know your family. And you have quite a story. I have to share that one of your books, all of your books are fantastic because I have books of yours that you've written, but there's one that every time I go to see my granddaughters, every time they ask me to read The Crooked House. <laughs> and they're 13 now. And this has been going on for years. And, and the beautiful illustrations by your daughter in the book, Jessica, it's just amazing. So anyway, I want to give you an opportunity to share um, some of your story and where you're taking action, where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. You know, how is God allowing you to use your gifts to impact the world, Anne? I, I remember when we were tribe raiders, and one thing we were told is to write about what you know. Mm. And sadly, I know grief. Mm. I've had a lot of losses in my life. And I, I do remember one loss being my losing my mom. I did not know the Lord personally at that time. When I lost my mom, I remember how alone I felt. Mm. Years after that, I did come to know the Lord. And I remember having a passion for writing. Mm -hmm. And so I also remember that I had compassion for anybody that was hurting. It was just the way God wired me. Mm -hmm. And so my compassion for the hurting people, my desire and passion to write, and then the losses I had been through presented a wonderful opportunity. One I wouldn't have chosen myself, but yeah. nonetheless, one that would help me so that nobody would feel as alone as I did that one time. Yes. 
That's amazing. And God uses those experiences to be able to minister to others. So how has that looked like for you in your writing journey and writing these books? Because a lot of your story comes out in the books and you've, like you said, you've dealt with so much loss in your life and now you're using those experiences to encourage others. Well, one of the things is when I hurt Poetry Comes to Me, Hmm. and it was in 1994 that it was two o'clock in the morning, and the Lord woke me up, and probably because that's the only time I would be quiet enough to hear him, Mm -hmm. and he gave me a poem verbatim. I got up, and I wrote it down, and it's called, I Have These Holes. Last night, my sadness woke me up, and I sobbed uncontrollably. The world was sleeping, so I turned to the Lord for conversation. I feel like I'm getting my life together, Lord, except for these holes. The losses I have had have left these holes in me, and now my life keeps seeping out the holes. I've tried filling the holes with all kinds of things, busyness, food, sympathy for others, but nothing works. And the grief from memories past enveloped me again, and I sat rocking myself, holding myself, trying to give comfort to my pain, wanting to gain understanding. This pain sure hurts, Lord. And then as early morning came, I heard him softly call my name. With nail-scarred hands outstretched to me, he said so very tenderly, I have holes too. And then I knew he understood as no one could. Oh, Mike, that is so amazing. How powerful those words are straight from the Lord to your heart, to your pen. (laughs) Right. Sometimes I have actually, in fact, it happened today. I was looking at some poems and reading a couple to Jesse and saying, I don't remember writing that. Wow. That is the truth. So I I don't know why, but if I hurt, I'm smart to to, to go ahead and write the words down and Mm -hmm. then take the aspirin. That's really the best idea. Yeah. Good advice there for sure. Unfortunately, I didn't always show the hurt. Mm -hmm. I hid it. Mm -hmm. And when I would hide it, it was like this. Well, it was like this. Don't be fooled when you look at me. Things are not as they seem to be. The smile I put on carefully does not reflect the inner me. It cannot hide the pain inside. So don't be fooled when you look at me. Mm. And then when I was in counseling, I learned that we needed to be congruent so that our insides match what other people see. Mm. And I, I had a big road ahead of me, but God helped me to learn about boundaries, to learn other things I didn't have in my life, and everything changed. Wow. How has the feedback been? When you share a poem like that, it just tugs at the heartstrings so deeply, and I know that it has brought so much comfort to people. I would say that the feedback has been very humbling, Mm. and the only thing is I I know he gives me the poems because I really like them. (laughs) I still... And then there's a couple that I feel especially strong for. If I could um, share this story, when my son was um, a young teenager, mm-hmm. he had tried hurting himself. And I remember getting the call from his youth group leader. And when he called me, he said, is Nathan around? And I said, what's up, Kyle? I could tell something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And he told me, I have reason to believe that Nathan's going to hurt himself. Mm-hmm. And after that happened, of course, God spared him. And instead of hurting himself, God gave him music, mm-hmm. which he still 
uses today that gift. But I wrote this poem. And when I wrote this poem, this is where my heart was at. I'd love to be able to lie right now and say (laughs) that my heart, my mama heart was worried about my son. But here's where it went. It went to how could this happen and I not know? Mm. How could something like this be going on in my house and I not have a clue? And God gave me this poem. You are God is the name of the poem. Mm. A lump of clay am I before you, frowning at your forming fingers, whining at each little whittle, every single step. In your time, my form is finished. Still I keep my comments coming, disappointed in your details, questioning your work. And then it's time to feel the furnace, and my indignation heightens. Do you know how hot the heat is? Have you felt the fire? Yet you still continue working, unaffected by my screaming, wanting only my completion. Mm -hmm. On and on you work, and finished now. I sit before you, glazed and shining your reflection. In this process to completion, lessons I have learned. Each procedure I would question, armed with arrogance, astounding. Till at last I see so clearly, you are God, not me. Wow, Anne, that is awesome. And it's so much more powerful, too, for you to be reading them aloud. Just the emotion just comes right out in the words. And words are so powerful to reach people. And you've written these 15 books. And how do you keep going with that? Well, when we lost Livy, Mm -hmm. I needed something to do. Yeah. And I took a lot of my poems and compiled them into He Whispers, which is three different volumes. And it helped me to be able to do something at that time when I felt so helpless. Mm. I know for me that it really helps when I'm in deep despair Mm -hmm. to get busy. And what better thing to do than to try and encourage somebody else? Absolutely. Yes. Your gift and your call is to share those words with the world so that it can bring hope to others and healing to others. I remember one time in particular when I was going to speak to a group of women, and I really try to remain open. In fact, when I'm going to speak, I like to have just words written out, not pages written out, Mm -hmm. so that I have the freedom to go where God wants me to go. And one day I remember he said, when I'm about to speak, I want you to talk about the time you were bitter. And I said, you want me to talk about what? (laughs) And he repeated it because he needed to. I did not want to talk about that. But I did. Mm -hmm. And I I shared the poem, How Dare You, God. And I talked about how I felt when I miscarried. Because I know there are Christians that don't struggle. And their path is such that they just always believe God. But I did struggle with a lot of things I went through. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. And so when I miscarried, it was very hard for me. And so I did share that time. I shared the story. I shared the poem. And after I did, a woman came up to me and said, you were talking about me. She started crying. And it was, I made that decision right then. Wherever he starts leading me, I've got to go. Do not know these people's hearts. He sees them. Yes. So that's what I ended up doing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But that poem is powerful, if I can share that one. Yes, please do. Called How 
dare you, God. Mm -hmm. I stood before an empty sky and shook my fist clenched tight. I opened up my very soul and screamed with all my might, how dare you, God? How dare you take everything of mine while others all around me seem so happy all the time? I've watched my loved ones disappear from in my family and I can't take it anymore, so stay away from me. With silence all around me, I wait for him to leave like others who have disappeared when I would start to grieve. I feel his arms encircle me and hear him gently say, I know that you're upset with me, but I am here to stay. That is going to encourage so many people because it's so real and raw. And there are a lot of Christians that struggle with the fact that are they allowed to even talk to God like that? We see that right in the word, Job and David. And, <laughs> and here you are, Anne, sharing these precious, encouraging words. And it's going to allow a lot of freedom to come forth because God does want to hear people's heart. I mean, he knows our hearts, but he wants us to have that really hard conversation sometimes with him. Yeah. And I have to say, this is just a blessing to me as well, because I knew you were a gifted poet and I've read some of the children's books you have. And I read Broken, which was a very powerful book about your sister and, you know, other things that you shared in that book. And this poetry is like a whole nother level of, I need to get a hold of your poetry books. <laughs> Just those are amazing. And what wonderful gifts to give to someone who, you know, you want to bless and encourage when you don't really know what to say. Yeah. And it seems that God lets me put into words. This is what I've been told again and again. People will come up to me and after reading some of my poetry and say, you wrote exactly how I feel. Mm. Only God could know that and convey yeah. that to me or have me experience something like this person. I used to be commissioned to write specialty poems. Mm -hmm. If somebody lost a loved one, they would somehow contact me and I would write one. And I remember there was this girl that was just 16 and she was a special needs girl and they wanted something for the parent. And I said, all I need from you is tell me the content. Tell me what you want to say. And then God would help me and I would weave it into this poem. And they said, it touched the mom's heart like, mm. like nothing else. That's the kind of stuff that God does. Yes. When, when I got a call once out of the blue, a man told me, I'm looking for where I could buy. I have these holes. And I said, yes, I sell them. When I wrote that in 94 and he said, wait a minute, I'm talking to the author. And I said, yes. I said, may I ask you? where you saw that poem? And he said, in the funeral home. And I said, who did you lose? And he said, my son. Oh. And I said, I'm so sorry. And he said, I said, when did you lose him? And he said, two days ago. Mm -hmm. And I cannot get that poem out of my head. Mm. I was so touched. The man came and visited me, talked to me, and it was like, those are the moments I'll never forget. That's amazing how you would be able to write poetry that was so personal just by knowing just a little bit because God gave you the words and inspired them for you to create this beautiful masterpiece that would do so much deep healing for people. How often do you do sit down and write poetry? I would say a lot of times poetry will come out of a journal. I, mm -hmm. Some of my poems, um, I have a poem, if you have a, a, a grown 
child mm-hmm. that I always used to share when I'd speak and there wouldn't be a, a dry eye. <laughs> I have but, two grown, grown kiddos. You do? Yes. You have grown ones? Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to hear forever? Yes. Wasn't it just yesterday they placed you in my arms and silently you slipped into my heart? I'd sit and stare for hours at all your little features and marveled at each precious little part. The time continued moving and you continued growing until one day you stood so very tall, I soon was looking up to you, adult in every way, except one way you haven't changed at all. You'll Mm. always be my child, regardless of your age, and I will always think of that first day. They placed you in my waiting arms, you slipped into my heart, a place I know forever you will stay. That is so touching for a mama's heart, for sure. (laughs) And I love how you are so expressive when you're reading that poetry. It's moving the person hearing it, but it's moving you as well. It's just so beautiful. As you know, as a speaker, you get energy from the people. And there I am sharing my heart and it's touching theirs and it's coming right back to me. Yes, that's amazing. You have so many facets of your story and I know you did share something with me. It had to do with driving home from Uh, the grief group. Yeah, it would be one time when I really saw God working in my life in a in a very personal way. And believe me, I have a lot of those. Mm-hmm. But I remember being tormented by Satan. Mm-hmm. I was on my way home and I kept imagining what my sister's last moments might have been like. She was the uh, victim of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And so he had me really wound up in worry and just It was awful. So I pulled off to the side of the road and I remember hitting the steering wheel and screaming after I had pulled off to the side and thinking, God, what would it have been like? And God, in the most gentle tone, just said, Anne, I was with her. Mm. And I'm telling you that peace that passes understanding, that's what it was for me. Because once that happened, even though we stood on an empty grave because we didn't get to recover her body, Mm -hmm. even though we still don't know, we don't know the answers to so many questions, it doesn't even matter to me Mm -hmm. because God assured my heart. And I believe that when she took her last breath, that he picked her up and carried her to heaven. And that gives me peace. Mm. That, like you said, that peace that surpasses all understanding. What a comforting thought. You know, that that's an amazing thing to be able to share for someone who's listening right now who really needed to hear that. And you talk about the whole story of your sister and everything in the book Broken, right? Yep. Yeah. I started out, Doris, I started out writing that story and thinking that's what the book would be around about Mm -hmm. and then God said I I want you to add your story and that was another one of those you want me to do what Mm -hmm. so I thought no problem because when I go to this idea when I take this idea to my husband Mm -hmm. he will say no I don't think I want you to do that and then Mm -hmm. that will be the end so I gave one of these flippant okay God and then I went to Mike waiting for the no answer Mm -hmm. and God and instead Mike told me, if you think writing our story would help somebody else, yeah. then do it. And yeah. then I had to. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> they need it. There goes that little goes. excuse <laughs> to not be able to write that book. <laughs> I think God really did mean it when he said that our thoughts are not his thoughts. <laughs> exactly. And his ways are definitely higher. Your family is amazing. And I've been able to watch a lot of different stories of your family unfold. Your children are gifted in so many ways. And I was blessed to see the journey with Livy, your granddaughter, as you shared about her. And everybody just fell in love with Livy. That, that yeah. was amazing. I'll tell you about a special night I had with Livy. Mm -hmm. uh, Heather had called me and asked me if I could come and if I could stay with Livy so that they could get some sleep. Mm -hmm. And I, I've, I almost ran over there. It's 15 minute drive, but I was very excited. And I did go over and it was just me and Livy in the front room. And I sang to her and mm -hmm. prayed with her as I cradled her in my arms and she mm -hmm. fell asleep, but I didn't want to put her down. Mm -hmm. So I held her for quite a while. And then when I laid her down, I just continued to pray. And later on, after Livy died, I thanked Heather for that special night. And she said it was so clear from God that she was supposed to call me. Yeah. The world to me. Aw, what a precious, precious memory. And so beautiful. It's it trisomy just... 18 mm -hmm. um, that she died of. And that's, it's trisomy 18 awareness month. Wow. This month is. And I had written a poem for those that have lost a child mm -hmm. or stillbirth or they've miscarried and it, I'd love to share it. It's called Just the Same. And if any of your listeners have lost a child, I'm so sorry for them. I'm just so sorry. This is called Just the Same. I never got to hold you and bounce you in my lap. I never got to read to you or watch you as you nap. You slipped away so quickly before I said your name. And yet, I want the world to know I loved you just the same. Beautiful. So beautiful. What is something that would be comforting to say? Because I know it's oftentimes hard for people to know what to say to someone that's grieving. Um, I had, I've been getting opportunities to do that with people. Mm -hmm. I've been going to some of the grief sites mm -hmm. and I also will meet somebody and they'll know right away of some of the losses I've had. So they'll feel like they can talk to me. Mm -hmm. And I think the most important thing is to be with them. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Too often, we want to say words to get them out of where they are. They need to have the freedom to be where they are. I, I know that when I've said to people, I would love to see a picture of your loved one, mm -hmm. that means a lot. Mm -hmm. They need to hear their loved one's name. They need, if you know a story about their loved one, that will go, it'll seep right into their hearts. So anything like that, where they know that they have the freedom to be where they are, that's a true gift to them. Mm -hmm. And even Job's comforters, they were okay till they opened their mouths. <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's very helpful because it is important to, to talk about things. I guess there are probably times where you experience people start distancing themselves. That can be difficult too, right? I think people don't mean, I, I choose to believe that people don't mean to say some of the things that they say, and mm -hmm. that's my choice. Yeah. I, I don't want to be 
believing that they are saying these things intentionally. Mm -hmm. And even Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. I mean, yes. isn't it just, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're saying. Right. I mean, I would want grace if I said something and it unintentionally hurt someone. Yes. I would want somebody to extend grace to me. And so yeah. that's what I choose to believe. They just, they don't know. Yeah. They don't know. I'm going to definitely get your poetry and share it with our grief group at church. We have a a grief share group that meets, and I know that they'll be blessed by hearing your poetry. And I sell some of the poetry on my site mm. as added pieces. I had the privilege of sharing this poem on Livy's burial date, and it's not a very long poem, but it's mm -hmm. a very meaningful poem, and it's called, I Also Feel Their Pain. Mm. God how can you be loving and still allow such pain? Everywhere my eyes can see, the suffering's the same. Do you have a purpose that I simply cannot see? How can you allow my pain and still be loving me? And then my father looks at me and answers very lovingly. I didn't stop the hands that drove the nails through my son. It isn't that I didn't see. I felt each single one. When those you love are suffering, I still remain the same. For when my children hurt at all, I also feel their pain. Beautiful words of encouragement there, straight from the Lord. That's amazing. So what would you say, if you, if you could speak to the listener directly right now, what would be something that you would want to share with them to encourage them today? God cares about you. God tells us in his word over and over again how valuable we are. He knows when a sparrow falls, he has counted the hairs on your head. Don't believe the eyes of the enemy of our soul who says God doesn't care. If he cared, God would never have allowed what he's allowed in your life. If God cared, why are people dying of, of the viruses today? Why are people having to go through cancer. God doesn't care, the enemy lies. And I say to you, yes, he does. And we are told, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? God doesn't get tired of being your God and your father. And I also, I believe with all my heart, that you are valuable. And what you are going through isn't that God doesn't love you. He loves you so much and he wants you to trust him, to just lean on him. I guess that's what I would say. Nice, thank you. Thank you so much for that. How can a listener connect with you, Anne, and find your books and all of that? They could go to my website, which is thanks to my technical son, annpeterson.com. <laughs> and Anne has an E just because my real name wasn't Anne. Oh. It was Anastasia. Ooh. And I kept it until a teacher, well, I kept it till I got married and then I just changed it. Mm -hmm. But a teacher once said, Anastasia, princess, where are you? <laughs> and that did it. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but they it. can go to annpeterson.com. Mm -hmm. They can find my Facebook page. Maybe we could 
I'll put up a link for my Facebook page. Yes. And they can email me. And if you're hurting and you need me to pray for you, email me. I'll pray for you. My email address, again, thanks to Nathan, is Ann at AnnPeterson.com. Nice. And I'll put all of those links in our show notes so people can connect with you and find you, Ann. Thank you so much, Doris. Well, thank you. This has been so wonderful and emotional and just filled with joy just to hear you read the words that God has given you to share hope with other people. And it definitely is a fierce calling for sure. It's amazing to see how God uses each one of us for the same purpose of encouraging others and lifting each other up for the furtherance of the kingdom, yet in all different ways. It's just so many flavors. It's just beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to be part of the body of Christ. And I'm very thankful that you are my sister. <laughs> oh, and that goes double for me too, Doris. Thank, Thank you so much. I am looking forward to having you on again. Oh, I'd love that. Is there something on your horizon you've been working on or what's going on now? Well, you know, you mentioned the two kids books. I really have 20 different stories that I haven't done anything with. Whoa. <laughs> well, this is a good time to get busy with that. If you're self. Uh, oh, or for quarantine. Yeah, self-quarantine or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so that, and then I am praying that if God wants me to speak, that those mm -hmm. opportunities would come. Yeah. So that I could have an opportunity to share straight from God's heart to mine, to the people. Well, what good. God would have us here. Yeah. Yep. If God has someone listening right now who is able to open that door and have you come speak, you know, he does amazing things. And it's not by any accident, whoever's listening to the podcast, because they were meant to hear it. Just like you said, when you experience that, when you go to an event to speak. He knows exactly who's there and he knows exactly what's on their heart. Absolutely. So precious. Absolutely. So precious. So thank you, Anne. It's Bet. been just a pleasure and a joy, my friend. Thank you, Doris. Thank you for listening. And I hope Anne's story today and her beautiful poetry inspired and encouraged you. She's been gifted and God is using her words to minister to others like a healing balm for the soul. It's been good for her soul and for the souls of the ones that she's been able to minister and share with. That is Anne's fierce calling. And friend, you have a fierce calling too. God has gifted you and he wants to use you in great and mighty ways for his glory to share the words of truth and light with others and to use those gifts to impact the world around you. One person at a time, we don't need to let that overwhelm us. We're called to make a difference in big ways and small ways, and they're all important to God. I love how Anne was talking about the way God puts words on her heart when she's going to speak at an event, because he knows the hearts of all the women or anyone in the audience that's going to be there that day. And he knows what they need to hear. And that's what we're called to do. We're called to be open to what God wants to do through us and say, here I am, Lord. Use me. Send me. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for willing hearts. It reminds me of that scripture verse in Exodus 4.12 when God said to Moses, now go, I will help you speak 
and will teach you what to say. That's what God does. He's with us. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't push us and say, hey, go on and um, I'm calling you to do this, but I'm not going to be with you. I'm going to just leave you out there on your own. No, he goes with us. And he sends people. He sends people to walk the journey with us too. That's amazing, isn't it? Friend, we're in this together. Even in these challenging times, in these challenging days, in this challenging season, it is but a season and we will get through. And God is going to use this. He is. He does turn all things around for good. He works all things together for good. That's what Romans 8.28 promises us. And what is intended for evil? God does use it for good. It's so true. That's his word. And his word is always true. So let's take comfort and encouragement in that today. You can connect with Anne. I know she'd love to hear from you at annpeterson.com on Facebook and through her email at Anne at annpeterson.com. And I have all those links for you in the show notes. And I'd love to connect with you too. So subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And then hop on over to my blog, daraswift.com and subscribe there too. So you'll get my encouraging post straight to your inbox. And I promise not to spam you. Just words of encouragement, hope, and God's truth. Because that's what we need today. We have the armor of God that we can put on each and every day. And part of that armor is the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. And that sword pierces the darkness. Be encouraged, friend. And I hope you'll join me next week when I invite another woman who will share where she's taking action, where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week. Because God is good all the time. And I'll talk to you soon.